After a lifetime of researching the dynamic and enigmatic world of light entertainment, I've decided to ditch my notebook and meet the people who inspire me. What makes them the people they are? How do they feel about the show business landscape in which they find themselves? And in a world where anyone can be a star, is there still a need for performers who have universal appeal? Come with me on a journey of discovery as I get a unique insight into Britain's favourite stars with a little help from my glamorous assistants. Yeah, well, I say glamorous, more like hazardous. And of course, we'll have a bit of fun along the way. Celebrated author and former member of the European Parliament for White and Hampshire East, Stanley Johnson, came to public attention in 2017 when he was revealed amongst that year's lineup of ITV's heavyweight, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. This was then followed by a trip to India for BBC One's The Real Marigold Hotel, alongside actress Stephanie Beecham and The Crankies. I caught up with Stanley ahead of his most southerly stop of his new book tour to talk politics, literature and the secret to getting old gracefully. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Stanley Johnson. Let's get the politics out of the way first. You were member of the European Parliament for White and Hampshire East That's from right. 1979 to 1984. Uh, what did you teach this? Uh, what did this teach you about the Isle of Wight and its relationship with the rest of Great Britain? I realised that this was such, such a special place, and I was immensely privileged to be the member of the European Parliament for the Isle of Wight. I've got to tell you, I had a very substantial political majority. I think I had 95,000 majorities, so that was almost, almost, a, almost a record. And I was very, very intrigued by the relationship between the Isle of Wight and indeed, of course, between Hampshire. I was the, also the MEP for East Hampshire. Taking the question of the relationship between the Isle of Wight and the rest of Britain, I would say that Isle of Wight really does have a really distinctive, distinctive personality, no doubt about it. You are very lucky to be here. Yes, it's a great place. Your paternal grandfather, Ali Kamal, one of the last interior ministers of the Ottoman Empire government, was assassinated during the Turkish War of Independence. Now, how do you think this laid the foundations of your interest in politics? This is an interesting question. I am very proud of the political life of my Turkish grandfather, which was ended, ended of course prematurely. He must have been 53 when he, when he died, and I'm much more than 53 now. He was a man of conviction, and he actually thought that, that Turkey staying close to Britain was a good idea, and to that extent he sowed, he sowed the seeds of his own of his own destiny, because he was abducted and assassinated by people who believed that Turkey had a nationalist future, and of course that is the future which, which resulted. Now politics is obviously constantly changing, and in recent times I guess you've had more of a vested interest. What have you made of Boris's rise to fame? I'm absolutely proud of Boris's um, political career. I'm proud, by the way, of his journalistic career and his writing career. He is a multi-talented multi-talented person. He, by the way, he's a good painter, too. And on the Brexit point, which is where he is now, I think he has a lot, uh, there's a lot to be said for his argument that the, the solution which is currently under discussion, the so-called Chequers solution, does not quite hack it, because it will leave Britain in the position of taking rules from the EU for the foreseeable future. 
without actually sitting at the table and making those rules. And I'm not quite sure that that is what the British people voted for in June 2016. Now, as an author, you've developed theories and possible conclusions on world population. In your opinion, what's the scale of the problem in the 21st century? I would say the population problem remains top of the list of international priorities. When I first started thinking about world population, the whole population was 2 billion. Now it is 7.8 billion, something like that. We know for a fact it's going to get to 9.5 billion by the year 2050. It is absolutely central that we seek population stability, best of all a declining population, at the earliest possible date. In 2017, you released Compromat. To what extent was this a social commentary on Brexit? This was very much a political and social commentary. You might say it was a kind of satire as to how Brexit happened and how Trump, President Trump, got elected in the United States. That said, it's not meant to be a heavy satire. It's meant to be a readable, enjoyable, fun book. And I hope people find it to be so. I think they are, judging by the crowd you drew today as well. It was quite a crowd. Um, Later that year, you made the somewhat surprising decision to appear on ITV's heavyweight, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Now, what was your initial reaction on being offered the show? I was absolutely delighted. I knew nothing about it. But since I had a sister who lived in Australia, I said, what a good chance to go to Australia. <laughs> While you're out there, I suppose you could do While I'm out the there, family. I may as well do the show. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Josh said, I, the food must have been better at your sister's. <laughs> ah, that's a very, very good point, Josh. That's a very good point. The food was not very good in the jungle, including kangaroo tails. Nice. And a surprise union between you and reality star Toff was one of the most enduring aspects to the show. Now, why do you think you two made that chemistry? Well, that's very funny. I mean, obviously viewers see the show. I have not seen the show, so they've seen the chemistry. Yes, I was absolutely very, very fond of Top. I was fond of them all. And I'm absolutely delighted, delighted that she saw in this um, enfeebled old man <laughs> something worth being amused about. <coughs> As you, you can rewrite enfeebled old man. That was just my being ironic. Right. I, wasn't, I didn't really consider myself. I was going to say, no, no one feeble goes into the jungle. <laughs> no, 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 no. And um, she's also reviewed the book as well, hasn't she? I noticed that Tough, on the back. Look at that. She got it on the back there. What did she say? I wish we had been able to take this book into the jungle. Stanley's Compromat is a superbly funny satire on recent events. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Have you seen her reality show, The Made in Chelsea? Yes, I have seen Made in Chelsea, and I even had two or three cameo roles in it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I did two or three little bits in it. That's awesome. <laughs> now, whilst we're on the subject, earlier this year you joined eight other well-known pensioners as you spent a month in India for BBC One's The Real Marigold Hotel. How did the country compare to your first trip over 60 years ago and what was this able to teach you about the ageing process? Well, in terms of how did the country compare with my first trip over 60 years ago, yes, it seemed to be very much the same. I would say that the level of living 
the standard of living had probably, probably picked up quite a lot in spite of the continued rapid population growth in, in India. What was the second question? What was this able to teach you about the aging process? No, I wouldn't say I learned anything about the aging process in India. I didn't feel I've, I've, got to that, I've got to that point yet where I'm looking for lessons about the aging, aging process, although I did notice that, that at, least, at least one of our group, who was a chap called Peter, was interested in, 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 in the religious aspects, the Hindu aspects, the Buddhist aspects, and, and even the, the Sikh aspects. And when we went to the Golden Temple in Amritsar, I could see he was, you know, he was moved by mm. that. Yeah. Well, maybe the time will come when I you know, become more reflective, but I haven't yeah. reached that time yet. Okay. Now, looking back at your career, what is your proudest achievement? Well, I would still say that my proudest achievement was when I won at Oxford in, in 1962 the Newdigate Prize for Poetry. You know, that for me you know, counts, counts for a lot. And I'd say that I'd look back on that and say, Matthew Arnold won it, Oscar Wilde won it. Not even sure Oscar Wilde did win it. Yes, he did. He won it with a poem called Ravenna. You know, they don't give it every year. And so I was very, very pleased to get it. What is next for Stanley Johnson? Well, I think I'll write another book. Maybe I'll write another thriller. Maybe I'll write a thriller based on my experiences in the jungle called Ten Little Celebrities, something like that. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> Slightly different as well. <laughs> Slightly different. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Pleasure. I really appreciate the time today. Hey, that was fantastic. Thank you very much to our guest for being the subject of another Beyond the Title interview. If you like this, why not browse the website and see if there's anything else that takes your fancy. Don't forget to like our Facebook page to receive updates on forthcoming interviews and to see more information about me and what I do. Thanks again and hopefully see you next time for another Beyond the Title interview.